Guys, if you enjoy the Sly Guy podcast and you want to help support the podcast on its, I don't know, is it a ascent is a phrase you'd use? If you want to help the podcast grow, basically, that's what I'm saying, you can do so by becoming a patron over on www.patreon.com forward slash Sly Guy podcast. Now, um, there you will be able to see guest episodes every Friday. So the guest episodes come out every week. It's me, guests, sometimes one guest, sometimes two guests. It's a hoot. That's all I need to know. As well as that, there's going to be the monthly episode of The Psychic and the Stand-Up, which is my new sort of trial podcast with myself and Psychic Glenn, which is a lot of fun. The episode with Aaron Butler's up there. There'll be one with Shane Todd up in a couple of weeks. It's all good fun. We're going to be filming some more of those, recording some more. And hey, I wore this shirt in episode one. And by the way, I look sweet. As well as that, you get the extra Sly Guy podcast, which is an audio-only podcast out every Monday. You get a load of dog walks with Davey, which, by the way, is my podcast where I walk my dog. That I've just not uploaded in like a month. I've put too many of them that I need to just upload. I'll do that tonight. That's my word. It'll be there soon. And as well as this, you get this podcast without this bit. So without the ads, you get that early on Wednesday because that's the perks of being a patron. On top of that, you also get some stand-up as well. My show Pillow Talk. I'm going to say bits and pieces, but that's my new show. My show Pillow Talk from last year is there in its entirety as well as a lot of other fun content for you to enjoy so it's www.patreon.com forward slash sly guy podcast i'm back in the ulster hall on saturday the 10th of september with my brand new show bits and pieces and i can't wait to get back there again tickets are on sale now the link is in this bio the best tickets are kind of maybe gone i don't know maybe some ones for you the ideal ticket is still out there if you've not got your ticket yet so get on over there get tickets and come see me in my biggest show of the year that i'm very excited about get your tickets now it's going to be a lot of fun i've also gigs coming up this week i'm doing the boneyard on thursday the 30th of june it's myself mickey bartlett kieran bartlett and ishan akbar it's going to be a lot of fun tickets are on sale now you can get them via the link in my bio and that's if you listen to this on thursday if you listen to it after that hey it'll be over but if you want to come to stendall festival i'm doing a show there on friday the first of july at 5 25 in the evening there you go what a fun time you can go have a laugh enjoy the rest of the festival get blocked you know sleep in a tent have you know loads of consensual of course but maybe unprotected maybe protected wherever you want to do sex with strangers that's the beauty of festival life you go do that have a nice time drink three liters of cider but watch me and, and behave and if you want to catch me in filthy mcnasties i'll be there on sunday the 3rd of july doing new comedy night it's myself and other people i don't know because i can't remember the poster because there's so many posters at the minute but it'll be a lot of fun the sly guy podcast is brought to you as always in association with modest beer modest as you know by now are just a friggin class beer company they're just a friggin brilliant independent brewery and originating here in hollywood county down but now listen they've spread their wings and they've moved elsewhere because they're just they're big business now you know what i'm saying they're no longer just based out of a small space in hollywood their commercial baby and if you want to know more about modest and maybe get some merch check out their website www.modestbeer.co.uk or if you want to be a wee bit more simple like me and follow them on social media all the handles are at modest beer so that's instagram facebook twitter the works go check them out i love them and you will too enjoy the show i'm the slag guy hello welcome to the fucking slag guy podcast with me dave elliott i 
have had the worst day, the weirdest day, the strangest day of all time. I'm having an absolute bloody nightmare and I hope you are having a good time whenever you're listening to this podcast. Oh my God. I am having a fucking mare. I'll, I'll, I'll get into what's happened today. First and foremost, I want to say thank you to anyone that came to the live podcast at the Strand Arts Centre on Friday. Um, if you weren't there and you're hoping to listen to the episode, hey, guess what? Fucked up the whole tech, didn't I? The tech, the audio, the video. I had a trifecta. I was like, this will be sweet. I can manage three different things and sync them. I had confidence in myself. I, be- I, I had confidence in myself. I believed in myself. And I balls it up massively. So I had to record the audio on this. That's all good. Left it with the tech guy. Figured it out. Synced all the mics. Flying. Turns out, hadn't unlocked the memory card. So when he hit record, it's like, nah, he can't do it. I didn't know that because I'm on stage recording. He's not going to interrupt the whole show. Fair play. Then, also, had a camera. Set on Karen and Mickey. Didn't clear the memory card of space it just ran out of memory stopped recording had a gopro on this mug didn't charge it so there we go three different elements three fuck-ups this guy now today i was just in the middle of recording there my mum is in my house looking after my children who um i've just melted me all day but she's over in the house she's just recovered from covid so hasn't been able to babysit for like a couple of weeks which has been Grand, because listen, I I have children, I'm responsible for them, not her, but usually she would help with like babysitting and I can go and work, hasn't been able to happen, don't worry, she rings me in the middle of the podcast, it's like, hey, how do you turn on an oven, I'm like, the the knobs say oven on, you know what I'm saying, and then that gave, broke down my flow and I had to restart and now I feel like I'm having a panic attack, but it's all being recorded and it is all good guys it is all good what a strange day i have had a day of emotions a day of stress a day of anxiety but a day to be grateful to be alive you know my um my mantra is always hey cross that bridge when you get to it unfortunately any bridge i've got to today has been decimated the russians have been in decimated the bridges ah so let me start at the beginning my four-year-old her last day of preschool today very emotional I couldn't sound it more like a psychopath. Last day at school, very emotional. The last day at school, very emotional today. You know, had to go down and be like, oh, where's the time go? Hate to sound like an old guy. Where does the time go? I remember before she was born and now she's late going to primary school. All that boring shite, right? That's a fact. Now, just to put that in context, what's weird, and hey guys, call me. I haven't done a set in the Empire Comedy Club since before I've had children. How's that the case? I don't know. But it is, right? So anyway, that's fine. We go there. You have to go and see the kids on their last day. That's fine. I drop her down. The day's stinking, right? The day is stinking outside. It's raining. It's cold. It's miserable. I know I'm dressed like the summertime sunshine guy. That's because I'm trying to put on a positive spin on what's otherwise been a very stressful day. I drop her at school. The baby, my one-year-old, for whatever reason, has decided in her sleep... Oh, fuck up everything today. She's just in wild form, screaming like a banshee. Had to leave her locked in the car when I left Holly down. That's okay. Then on the way home, I'm like, oh, thank God. My stress is finished for a couple of hours. I'll go home. Me and the baby will have a bit of fun. We like to wrestle. You know what I'm saying? We like to wrestle. I like to, you know, give her tombstone, stunners, things like that, choke her up, whatever. We like to really play. It's all good. I thought me and her have a bit of, bit of fun. Then we'll go back. 
go to Holly's be like end of year, end of school ceremony, all fun. On the way up the street, right, I see this old woman. I want to say old woman, I discovered 92, right, standing in the rain in kind of what looked like a dressing gown slash coat. Now, I'm not a fashion guy, as you guys well know. I'm a guy who... I'm a guy who, who I say lives. I just, I'm a guy who lives. I'm a guy that covers his body out of decency. That's it. I'm not a fashion. I don't wear clothes to make a statement. I wear clothes to stop you from looking at this repulsive body of mine, right? So I'm not a fashion guy. I can't judge what's going on. I know a lot of these hipster guys nowadays. You know the guys with like weird mullets and like dangly earrings would potentially wear dressing gowns slash coat things, and that would be fashion. So I don't know. But this woman's there in the street. She's giving me like a thumbs up. I don't know if she's hitchhiking. A bit of me is like, you know, if you see a problem, if you make that your problem, it becomes your problem. If you don't, it's fine. But I'm like, you know what? As much as I am a sly guy and I want to just carry on about my day, I want to get home and start wrestling my child, I'm like, I can't leave an old woman in the street. I don't know what's going on. So being the guy that I am, I pulled the car over. She reaches out to grab a door, falls over in the rain, and I go, oh no, please don't have broken anything. Please don't have broken anything. I go around, help the woman up. And I'm like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm sweet. And I said, thank fucking God for that. At that point, somebody came out of their house and was like, she all right? And I was like, do you know her? And she's like, yeah, she's my neighbour. I was like, well, I don't. Do you want to, like, help? And the, the woman's like, not really interested. I'm like, do you know any any family or anything? She was like, well, I think I've got her son's number. So I get this phone number off of this neighbour and get the woman in the car. And I was like, well, where do you want to go? And she's like, church, obviously. And I was like, oh, wow, shit, how remiss of me <laughs> not to know where this woman that I've just literally picked up in the street wants to go so I was like right okay got the phone number um, rang this woman's son now could I have handled this a little bit better probably the guy picks up the phone and I was like I've got your mother now I realise when I say that it sounds a little bit kind of like threatening I've got your mother if you want her back no it's like listen um, I've got your mum here she, I've picked her up on the street she was just standing in the rain I was worried about her she says she goes to church every day he was like nah she absolutely doesn't and I was like oh no it's like do you want to come and get her or something he's like I'm actually out of the country and I'm like oh no so now I kind of have just custody of this old lady now in credit to, with, in credit to her she fully knew where we were going she brought me to this church um, which again wasn't part of my day brought me to this church was like, yeah, just bring me in there. And I was like, all right. So again, brought her out, brought her into church. Now I'm dressed like this, you know. I'm wearing shorts, fluorescent orange shorts, trainers, this, baseball cap. I don't look like the kind of guy turn up for a, for a sermon. And also, it's a Tuesday morning. Why is there church service on a Tuesday morning? That should only be Sunday. That's weird. So I didn't expect, I just thought there's maybe like a group going on in the church, something she likes to go to. That's all good, but nah, full service. Walk in, priest, minister, rabbi, I don't know what they all are. They all dress kind of similar to me. One of those guys is up just in the middle of like, and the Lord would save us. And I'm like, this, like again, a woman at the back of the church came up and was like, what's with, you look like Timmy Mallet. Like, what's, why, why, why is a fat Timmy Mallet presenting this pensioner to us? 
I and I was sort of like, so I said, I brought the woman to the seat and I said to the woman, like, like a camp man, come here. And I was like, listen, I found this lady in the street, raining, I was worried, didn't know what's going on, do you know her? And she was like, yeah, she comes here regularly enough. And I was like, oh, thank goodness for that. Do you want to tell me, you know, how, does she, how is she going to get home? It's like, someone will leave her home with some disorder. And I was like, thank God for that. Because I, if I'd gone past her, I'd have been panicked. Now, should the neighbour probably just brought her back to her? Yeah, probably. But she's desperate to go to church. She was like, she knew, she knew what was going on. You know what I mean? She's like, this is where I want to go. Glad she got there. And it was just a strange scenario. Now, it's just, the setup, just me, right? This guy and his baby and this 92-year-old woman. Who, who'd have, you know what? It's sad because my granny has passed away and had been through a similar phase and the thought, I would hate the thought of somebody leaving, you know, my granny just in the street. But this woman was able to give me a bit of chat. She was able to tell me her name. She was able to tell me how old she was. Um, she was able to tell me where she worked. Before, you know, she retired, she was able to tell me she travelled. So it was a pretty, you know, decent conversation. Again, I was just worried that something would happen to her. But it was such a strange, like, flip into my day that, you know, and yes, an inconvenience, but also I just hope that woman's all right. And then I said to the said to her son, listen, if she needs anything, I just live around the corner from where I picked her up. Hopefully she lives there. Otherwise, you know, it's weird that she ended up where she was. But I said, listen, if she needs anything, give me a bell. I'll call around, have a cup of tea with her. Probably do a podcast, you know, get her as a guest on the podcast. But I, I just didn't need that level of stress. And I'm glad and I hope she's all right. I might actually text her, her son later and just check if she got home all right. And I think he's rightly a bit concerned. Um, but hopefully he's not broken any bones from falling either. It was just the stress. But see that, and then going around the church and parking out front. What I enjoyed is a good old woman. Like, I always seem to have a bit of crack with older people. I don't know why. It's just my crew that I like to hang out with. But she automatically assumed the role of, like, granny and just started shouting at me. Brought her to church. Drove around the back, because again, the, the actual entrance to the church is on a real busy road. Cars parked on both sides. Hard to get parked. If you're going to park, you're going to block the whole road. So I went around the back, and I was like, right, do you want to just go in this door? She goes to me, no, take me around the front. I was like, all right, missus. So I brought her around the front, had the hazard lights on, leave the baby in the car, bring this woman in. And it was just weird. And I hopefully she's all right. I will actually text her her... Um, her son there just see another text about wanting to do a podcast there so you know with all with any luck she's okay and that was a weird part of my day that I just did not anticipate happening you know so it was it was weird but that's why you know the summer should just be sunshine and not rain because you should not have pensioners out in the street by themselves. Again, maybe I'm going to try and keep way out in the neighbour to be like, why did you not help me more or tell me where she lived so I could bring her back to her house? Now, in hindsight, she probably would have kicked the fuck out of me for not bringing her to church because that's where she wanted to go, but it was quite an experience, you know, strange. But my point is, you know, Hopefully I, I'm in the well now, you know. No, I just think, you know, you gotta gotta look out for folk, you know. That's all I'm saying. But it was weird and put me off kilter for the whole day. And 
Then after that, I had to get home. Didn't get to walk the dog, which is so sly because he loves to get walked and he's just really sad when you don't walk him. So instead of that, I had to go back to the, like the last day um, a preschool. I'm touching my nose an awful lot today. I just want to point out it is very itchy. I'm not on gear. Sometimes what happens is when my moustache grows a wee bit, it like curls and then goes in my nose and when I talk, it just tickles and it's really, really annoying. So we ended up having to go back to school um, to see her kind of like... Is it, a, is it a passing out parade? Is that a thing or a... Whatever. End of school certificate and medal awards giving session, we'll call it, but mixed in with an indoor sports day. So there was a wee bit of activity. So we all, all the parents had to come around, see their kids like doing some skills that they've been taught and then doing a sports day type thing. Now, I always thought, listen, I wish... As Adele says, nothing but the best for all the kids. You know, I just want them all to have a nice time and enjoy themselves. As soon as they start doing relay races, I was like the competitive dad. See, whenever they're like Holly's team, they ended up doing four races. Holly's team lost the first race, and I was like, right. And I specifically targeted one guy. I'm like, you were the weak link. You, mate, you fucked it. Like, the first thing they had to do was just run with a wee hoop in their hand. This guy kept, he fucked it. And then I thought, oh, no, it's going to be a bad, bad group. Thankfully, they won the next three races. But as they were all going, I was sort of like, you know, like I was like, Jose Mourinho was cheating. Like one of them had to like, one of the races, they had to kick a wee beanbag up and round. It's one, one kid, the game, the kid that fucked it the first time, kicked his beanbag to me and I just lobbed it, Mourinho style, right back to the team and he just had to run after it so he didn't have to do kicking. I think that contributed to the win. Now, what was annoying? All the kids got medals. When are they ever going to learn? You shouldn't give losers medals. <laughs> I don't care if it's good for morale. As Tom Smith says, winners win. You shouldn't give losers medals. And every single kid there got a medal. And I thought that was total BS. They should, the winning team should have got medals only and the rest need to just learn. Be better. There you go. Be better. Try harder earn your medals but like me and Catherine we were getting real into it like we're cheering the team on we're cheering our our Holly on we're cheering her whole team on I was fucking good at one point when they won the third thing I was like yes I was like if they'd have won one more race if they'd have won that first race and then by the fourth I'd have done a Mourinho knee slide I'd have been fucking into it yes but that's what we need to do we need to train winners see nowadays um, we're worried so like literally there needs to be more sticks and stones taught the kids. Sticks and stones break my bones. Words never hurt me. See all this, you know, you can't say anything to people anymore in case they get hurt, their feelings get hurt. Oh, you can't have kids feeling ostracised because they're losers. Hey, they're losers. Teach them not to be losers. Like, see, today, I actually said to Catherine, this is the point when she went to me, you're too much. She's like, you... This is too much. I used this phrase to her, and I, and I wasn't, and this is not in jest. I was being hundred percent serious. I was like, during the summer holidays, I might try and implement some plyometric training into Holly's routine. She went, "What's that mean?" I was like, "You know, just some plyometric movements, just to make sure you know she's got the, the she's explosive. She needs to be more explosive. That's you know, when she's running, her knees aren't going high enough." There's not enough, like the arms aren't in tandem. They need to be more explosive and she needs to 
you know, focus more on the target and less on the, the audience and the crowd. You know what I mean? She's she's not doing crowd work. She's not a stand-up. She's an athlete, you know. And seeing all these other kids, I was looking at her going, she's got the, not the best physique, but she's got long legs. She's got the, she should be beating these kids easier. And now I'm going to just, I'm like Jerry McElroy now. I'm just going to focus in on training her, making her an elite level athlete. And then I can just live off her, her fame. And then that's my job as a parent. I never knew really what the meaning of being a parent was. Now I know you need to make your children exceptional to live off them. That's what you need to do. My stomach's rumbling. Fuck, I'm having a stressful day. I don't know if I said, but my mum rang me at the start of the podcast and was like, how do you turn your oven on? I'm like, hey, look at me. You know how to work an oven. Figure it out. And she's at home babysitting, which is really weird because my mum had COVID, doesn't have it anymore, but she had it. And she's clear a couple of days ago, but my dad still has it. So whenever, like usually when Catherine's working, my parents would take the girls for like a day a week, a couple of days a week, and then I come out and do other work. Podcasting, other bits and bobs. But today, I can't do that because my dad's still got COVID, couldn't leave in her house. So my mum had to like come over to my house to kind of, so we're a little bit like, she's doing a wee shift for me, but also I kind of have to, you know, rush back and it's a wee bit up in the air. It's a bit stressful. So that's where we're at today. That's where we're at today. I don't know whether there's much we need to talk about in the actual real world. Um... But, I mean, I'm not going to go in and, and I'm just trying to see if Arsenal have signed Gabriel Jesus. That's all I'm really, I'm really doing now. Oh, no. Oh, there's the Arsenal advert for the All or Nothing. I'm definitely going to watch that. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, Oh, I'm just looking transfer gossip. I could be distracted. But yeah, I want to see that Arsenal All or Nothing documentary. I'm sure it's going to be interesting. It's an Amazon documentary behind the scenes at Arsenal. And last season, hey, we were shit and finished fucking higher than we should have, maybe. But it'll be a good watch. And that's what I'm going to do as soon as this finishes. I'm going to go home. I'm going to let my mum leave my house and my two wild, evil children and... Yeah, we'll have we'll have a good time. So what I'm saying is this week's podcast could be a little bit shorter. I don't know. I've tried to record so much of it. Um Heads away, guys. There you go. Head is away. Head is in the shed. You know, and that's sometimes the way it goes. You know, sometimes you have to record a podcast when you have to record a podcast and you just have to fit you know, you have to bring your wee wand out. And try to bring the magic and sometimes it's not always possible you know what I mean sometimes it's the episodes are just fine you know I thought last week's episode with Jordan was really good I think that the the episodes with Glenn are really good for anyone that hasn't subscribed to Patreon we were trying something new um, and we had an episode with Aaron Butler and it just sort of became a potentially new podcast entitled the psychic and the stand-up which is where myself and Glenn just kind of talk to people about their problems you know and obviously we're not qualified therapists or doctors but we're good wee gossipers you know we could sit and we can listen we can uh, we can have a chat 
and it was a real fun episode with Butler and we recorded one with Shane as well so Shane Todd's episode will be out in a couple of weeks probably we're not going to put the psychic and stand up out every week probably be maybe fortnightly or monthly depending on availability really of Glenn and or guests who are willing to do it but that's a lot of fun in the first episode of Butler I would go as far as to say was my favourite ever podcast that I have been involved in there you go um, and it's over on Patreon and um, the public episode last week at Jordan Robinson on it was a lot of fun too again we're trying to sort of mix things up a little bit with the the moving of studio space we're trying to weigh up and by say we I'm not just being wanky there myself and Ben we're trying to weigh up what is the best way to set the studio up should we set it up for guests should we set it up to be solo we can do both because that's the magic of the world we live in so we're going to try and set that up and have you know the the capabilities to facilitate guests or so I think now this is what, where we're at now I'll probably record a couple of guest episodes for when I go on my holidays and the moving period that we won't have to you know you just bank the episodes. I was trying to think of words to say there. And for whatever reason, I just think the day that I've had is just erased my brain. I'm like, what are the what are the words that I'm looking for there? My brain was like, not today, mate. Not today. So that's where we're at. So what I'm saying is the episode of Jordan was a lot of fun. If you haven't listened to that, check it out. Lots of guest episodes over on patreon.com forward slash slag eye podcast for those that aren't there. And this week's episode I have my friend. Uh, actress, singer, not so much singer anymore. She doesn't want to be associated with singing because she hates singing. Um, Christina Bennington. I was going to say something more about her singing there, but I didn't. So Christina came on, um, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. That episode is coming out on Patreon this Friday, and I'll be at the Standall Festival on Friday this week, which will, will also be, hey, a lot of fun. Um, Let's just get into listeners' questions and we will see what we will see. The questions have been quite... There's been a lot of them this week, which I respect. Oh, no. Naomi must have the weirdest saved file folder in her phone in all-time history. She sent me a story. Oh, no. Please work. Just, just, just want to go to it. There we go. Saying... I suppose there's somebody out there for everyone and has sent me this story. Let me see. I was loveless before I married a ragdoll. And now, nope. We have a baby. No, you don't. You have a pillow. A woman in Brazil found a man who was made for her. Marie Vone Roca Moraes. 37, complained to her mother about being single and stressed out about not having a dance partner. Of all things to be stressed out about, he, I mean, this is my Brazilian accent, hey, mommy, I ain't got no dance partner. <laughs> um, and the mother made her a ragdoll named Mar- Marcello, according to the Jam Press. When my mum made Marcello and first introduced me to him, I fell in love with them. It was love at first sight, Moraes told uh, this Brazilian newspaper. It was because he didn't have a dance partner that I go to these dances and I couldn't find a partner. Then Marcello entered my life and it all made sense. 
Moraes and Marcello reportedly have been in a romantic relationship since the day they met. Now, what I will say, it's not even a believable looking dude. <laughs> like, it looks like Basil Fawlty, and it's like drawn by a four-year-old. And this woman, who, by the way, is n- like you know, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover because clearly, she this woman's married to a ragdoll. She clearly has mental health problems. But if you're basing her on looks alone, quite sexy. Um. Oh no, looks he, he is a man I always wanted in my life, she said. After being together for several months, she discovered that she was pre- she Unless, right, she's not pregnant, she maybe just found a sock in her dude or something, because that's all this guy is going to be able to do. Like, a bit will fall off him. He's not producing semen to make somebody pregnant. That's not happening, because, hey, this motherfucker's a ragdoll. Um, she says it's true Marcello got me pregnant he didn't take care of himself and he didn't use a condom she claimed he got me pregnant I took a test which was positive I couldn't believe it hey hello yeah is that Mockamore Abbey yeah got someone for you not wanting to have a baby out of wedlock, the couple decided to make things official and got married. Now there's a photo of her and fucking, they're in bed together, this guy's butt naked, the ragdoll's butt naked. Here's the thing about the ragdoll, he doesn't have a cock. You know, unless it's like the movie Mannequin and this guy comes a life at night, they see a crazy and I'm torn apart and this big fucking ragdoll root appears. Um, the wedding was a wonderful day for me, very important, very emotional. It rained a lot, but it was wonderful, she said. From the moment I walked down the aisle to the end, it was beautiful. Then we went to the wedding night with my husband, Marcello. We enjoyed our wedding night a lot. Oh, my God. People like this, right? You know why people say, just let live and let live? Let people... No, stop people like this. This is not normal. This is weird, and we need to not accept it. The couple welcomed 250 guests to their wedding. Who the fuck's going to that and not going, you mad bastard? No, 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 The couple welcomed their doll child, Marcelino, which I like because that means little Marcel- Marcelo. Um, she gave birth in 35 minutes at home with a doctor and a nurse on site while live streaming it to an audience of 200 people. So more people came to her wedding. To see this fucking nutcase marry a fucking pillowcase. And now... I didn't feel contractions and pain, she claimed. Seeing the placenta and umbilical cord and the blood made it all feel real. He was here in 35 minutes and he's great. There was no umbilical cord or placenta unless she went to fucking Mawinney's Butchers and got a string of sausages, some offal and some fucking pig guts and rammed it up her dude and then just fucking coiffed it out with a saw. What is going on? He's so many great qualities. On the downside, he's lazy. He doesn't work at all. Yeah, because he's a fucking inanimate object, you twat. It really upsets me when people say this is fake. Oh, well, guess what? Be annoyed at me. Makes me so angry. I'm a woman of character. My father and mother taught me to be honest. I'm not a good person. Despite the hate or judgment she receives, she says she's happy and in love with her family. Married life's wonderful. You know what? Get her section. She's a fucking twat. 
cheers for that, Naomi. That's made me even more annoyed today. But there's no placenta. There's no... Here's the thing. People... Like, see these people. I spoke about people that are in love with cars. Perverts. People... Oh, I saw a thing today on, on TikTok, no less, about a woman who was in love with a fence. She was like, oh, this fence, I find it really sexually attractive. Yeah, here's the thing, too. This woman, totally stinking. Like, she... You know the sort of person you see that, like... There's one, like, really long yellow tooth that sticks out. Those type of people that you're, like, you look at and you go to yourself, her breath smells. Like, I don't know a lot about her. She's wearing, like, an, an anorak. I'm definitely... Her, she, she, she's, her hair's too grey, too many split ends. She's one big tooth, glasses to make her eyes real small. Her breath smells. And I'm sure she does not have a Brazilian wax. She has an Amazonian forest that covers everything. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I know people are like, oh, look at you, Mr. Judgmental. But yeah, if it smells like kippers, that's a problem. Hygiene, important. This one was like, ooh. And, and I imagine this how she, ooh, I find that fence attractive. And in the video, she starts just rubbing the fence. Ooh, I fucking find that fence attractive. And then the next thing, if it cut and came back, it would just be her just picking at the fence. Just, oh my God, turns me. Anyway, let's get back to some normality. John Joe says, I hate to be that guy. No, you don't. You clearly enjoy it, because you're being it. But could you and the Snake Rat please sort out some merch, please? It's Hot Boy Summer and I have no stringers. Fuck's sake. Right, here's the thing. Does anyone who listens to the podcast know about distributing merchandise in a way that makes sense and's not going to bankrupt me? If anyone knows what to do, has done merch themselves, has anyone to recommend doing it, please get in touch. Um, DM me on Instagram or email me. In fact, email me daveelliotcomedy at gmail.com and say, I know about merch and it, and it makes sense. What does make sense? I thought that was a big drill outside, but it's just a, a bus. I thought, see, what the fuck are they drilling the street? They know I record the podcast here and it's supposed to be soundproof. They even mother... Motherfucks. James McGreevy has said, will there ever be another Boy Town reunion? I mean, I don't think there'll ever be anything sustained. Maybe there'll be a one-off. I would doubt it, to be honest, because Shane's busy with his stuff. I'm busy with my stuff. We're all doing our own thing. And it's all, gr- all, gr- all gravy, as Romeo would say. But, um, you see, I think it'll be fine. I think there may be another boy town, but we feature on each other's podcasts all the time, so, you know, I'll not worry about it at all. Um, Aaron has said, have you ever come across the Whitakers? If not, search them on YouTube and prepare prepare to have your day ruined. The Whitaker family. Oh no. Oh no. The Whitaker family are inbred. Oh wow. And they are from Lisburn. Let's see. Oh no. 
I first photographed, this is a video I'm reading, I first photographed the Whitaker family for my book, Created Equal, in 2004. That visit was interrupted by an angry neighbour with a shotgun who threatened to use it if I didn't leave the Whitakers alone. After explaining what I was doing, he calmed down and allowed me to photograph the Whitaker family. The two portraits shown in the video are from that book. I have returned to visit the Whitakers when I have been in wherever it is, for other shoots. But in this visit in July 2020, I recorded a bit of video of something many of us have heard but have never actually seen. I strongly discourage... Sorry, the video keeps moving and it erased it. Let me see. I strongly discourage... Um, oh, here we go. Fucking hell. This is just like... It's like Star Wars, you see, so it's going... Um, let's see. Recorded a bit of the video... Or for something many of us have heard of but never actually seen I strongly discourage anyone attempting to look for the Whitakers as their armed neighbours and their Raleigh County deputies both make it clear the curious visitors are not welcome wow so there we go let's see what the Whitakers are hopefully there's no sound on this soft white under the, in the inbred family is what the name of this project is called so disrespectful um Let's see. I mean, it definitely do look inbred. You know where the old saying, shouldn't judge a book by its cover? Yeah, but these guys definitely don't look. Need to find a domain name? You know. Websites hosting domains. Ayanos. That we weird woman. Oh, wow. You grew up here in odd West Virginia. Your whole life. Oh, no. This is terrible. This is these the Whitakers are like the family from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh no, there's a wee child there who does look quite cute, but Nah, this is freaky. Aaron, what have you done to me? Twenty nine million views, the guy's popping off. Um That's not a dog, it's a man. Making that noise. Oh, God love him, like. I mean, if that's what you meant, unless the Whitakers are some kind of, um, like, fun car. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, a like a singing family. You know, like, remember the trance family from here? It's like the Whitakers are going to be, like... No, the Whitakers are just... I mean... I need me to face there. Glad I didn't. But yeah, that makes me feel um, sad. And well said, Aaron, because normally when people are like, oh, prepare of your day ruined, I thought this day could get any worse. Those, those Whitakers have ruined it. They remind me of like Leatherface family, you know, th and inbreded stuff's really weird to me. You know, I don't understand. Like, that's how mad, like, biology is, isn't it? That, like, Oh, rightly so you shouldn't mate with your family because uh, stinking but like inbred people are there they're in the world they're out there and the Whitakers are clearly them and they don't speak they bark which is so freaky um, Paul Garrett Davy from William Vornsdale has said is it okay to like you too yeah you know because sometimes you two have good songs I think that like if you isolate you two as a band yes if you like look at them as people probably not because they do come across no offence Bono wankers you know but again I will say that whenever I was at Snow Patrol in War Park in Bangor my hometown 
and Bono came out, I did shit myself a bit. Was it because it was blocked? Yes, that I kept saying to Catherine, I was like, we live a few streets away and there's Bono in our garden. Yes. But doesn't mean I love you too. I just like Bono. I don't even like, but what a stupid saying. I don't like Bono. I like, I like the fact that he was just there. And I'd love to see Bono stop dyeing his hair. Because clearly his hair's white, but he's dyed pitch black. And it looks terrible. And his beard's white. And his eyes are small like piss holes in the snow. Bono's in, he's a wee fat man now too. Uh. Yeah, beauty are fucking weird, but their music's decent. You know, it's. I think it's almost become... Oh, you're a loser if you like you too, but I'm that age now where, hey, it's okay to be a loser. Um, Kurt has said, have you ever considered doing a version of Gogglebox with all NI comedians? No, because think of the effort, Kurt, that would be. Like, unless Gogglebox were to go, do you guys want to do an NI comedian's Gogglebox? Then in which case, yes. But to actually set it up, nah. <laughs> unless that's what somebody wants us to do and then willing to set up a tech team all that stuff yeah but me personally no i don't think that's something i would like to do plus a lot of comedians are assholes you know what i mean there's a few i would sit and chat to but some of the other ones just fucking suck spoiler crack fucks like you have to say it gigs and all you're like oh to spend more time these miserable bastards am I giving off because in my whatsapp group I wanted to do a podcast with some of these guys and none of the fucks replied yeah because they're rude and I'm just that's how I feel about it but we'll not worry about it um, Patrick Quinn has asked what are your top three bucket list items what is one that you've already ticked off and are very proud of I mean for me the only thing I've ticked off is being a full time comedian entertainer I guess hit that phrase but you know what I mean sometimes it's weird when you say you're a comedian or you say you're a fucking stand up or whatever because it's writing's really where I'm going to be you know I'm a writer and comedian that's how I make my living I'm a podcaster I guess too um, so that's pretty cool that I've achieved that I mean I would like it to be better and more comfortable for sure but in terms of bucket list I don't know places I'd like to I'd love to go to Japan you know I think it looks like a very cool place I'd like to go to Japan on my bucket list um, one of the other things probably a problem because I'm married but I would definitely you know like to probably marry Kelly Brook for a bit you know so maybe I know if I get divorced or whatever Kelly hollered your boy but um, you know other than that I know I would li- I would like to just make fun stuff that I want to make and be able to get it done there you go that's what I would like to do. I'd like to one day be in a position whereby if I have an idea and I want to make something, it'll just get made. That's what I would like. That's a bucket list thing for me. Visiting Japan, doing that. Also, the Oktoberfest. I want to go to Oktoberfest while I still have some ability to drink. I'm not a big drinker. I'm not like I used to be. I used to be a mad pint man. And that was whenever I got in my head that I really wanted to go to Oktoberfest. Over the years, I've just, I don't really drink anymore because kids make it impossible to have hangovers. But there you go yeah and also this is this is soppy to say but I always want even when I was single I wanted kids see when Cristiano Ronaldo just got Cristiano Ronaldo Jr. from somewhere 
And then he was in the interview. Who's his mum? And Ronaldo was like, don't worry about that, mate. She's dead. <laughs> they were like, all right, Ronaldo. Um, I realised that voice I was doing was a bit weird. She's dead, mate. Very. I tried to do a mank accent and I realised it kind of sounded a wee bit more like Marco Owen than anything else from Take That. Which, by the way, speaking of Take That and Marco Owen, how annoyed was Gary Barlow when he let him sing on Shine? He was like, Mark, Mark, would you like to sing lead vocals on a song, mate? And he was like, yeah, I'd probably do that. And he's like, well, do your best, mate. Ding, ding, ding. Have you got it? And he's like, Mark's like, I've got it. And he's said, you're right, you can do it. Let's go. Mark starts off, you, you're such a big star to me. And you're like, oh, what's he doing? You're everything I wanted to be. And it's like, oh, no. I wish I hadn't agreed to that now. I don't, and I don't know how I've come out of that sound like the Beatles. I don't know how I've agreed to that now. Paul McCartney's 80. Oh, fucking hell. Um, all from a Cristiano Ronaldo. Kill me now. I wish I was dead. And you know what's going to be funny? If I ever do die, you can look at that clip and you'll be like, I could see the pain in his eyes as he looked down the lens. And I was like, hey, I wish I was dead. Don't really. That's a joke. Um, Jack Reardon says, hey, Papa Bear, I met somebody at work the other day who said they have never been to the utopia that is Bangor. As a Bangorian, I was hurt. Although when I gave it more thought, I questioned if I showed them the mighty city or should I stick to the good old saying if in doubt keep them out. As the king of North Down, you would have the final say. They're forcing from Ballyclare. Now, fuck that. They're inbred in Ballyclare. The Whitaker family are from Ballyclare. Don't let them into Bangor. There's too many secrets in Bangor. That's what I found. And the older I've got, I used to be really big for if I try somewhere nice to be like, here, go check them out. Now I'm like, no, keep it to myself. Don't let them know. Ballyclare's landlocked. Too many inbred families. Keep them there in Ballyclare. It rhymes. Don't let them near Bangor, Jack. It's not worth it. And their ignorance is, is, is bliss to them. If they went to Bangor, they'd just be sad to go back to Ballyclare. So, you know, don't. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> Andy has said, have you listened to Paddy Raff's new podcast? And if so, what is your thoughts? I haven't. So, I have no thoughts. But listen, as Donald Trump says, I wish him well. Hope the podcast goes well. There's enough space out there in the podcast world for everybody. So, I wish people only the best. Johnny says, how do you get your beard looking so dark? Dark and voluptuous, asking for a friend. It's that kind of podcast, yeah. Testosterone, my friend. Um, unfortunately for me, the testosterone is also absorbing hair from the top of my head, forcing it out of my beard. So I'm going bald, but getting thicker down here. Um, so that's that's the move. Michael said, if Arsenal have Jesus and Mohammed, Jesus and Mohammed, does that mean we'll win everything? Probably not. Probably still finishing Europa League because Arsenal always fill you full of hope and then shatter your dreams Phil says why don't you support Bangor FC the Seasiders need a figure like you I'm not a fan but sure I'm sure you'd agree that it's a shocker that homeless ards are currently the best in North Down you know what I do wish Bangor well and I probably would support Bangor um, to be fair I just don't really follow local sport that much obviously the Northern Ireland team whatnot yes crusaders of course but 
you know what, I'm I'm open to supporting Bangor. I love Bangor as a town, and you know if if that means if that means supporting Bangor FC, I'll support Bangor FC. You know, there you have it. I don't care. So I I do support Bangor FC now. Cheers for asking that, Phil, because you've just unveiled the truth. I support Bangor FC. I'm keen to be a seasider, and I'm keen to see them do well. So there you have it. And speaking of doing well, I needed to poo at the start of this podcast, but it was too late. So now I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the toilet. I'm going to pee. I'm going to go home. I'm going to relieve my mum from looking after my kids. And then, I don't know, fucking cry or something because it's just been one of those days. So, guys, enjoy your week. Take care of yourselves. Up the hoods, I guess. I'm the slack guy.